Blog Talk Radio. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Welcome to Our Conversations Matter, our newest show segment on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. These shows are designed to give you, our listeners, a voice on this platform. Politics, current events, elections going on in your region. Tell us about it. Our calling number is 323-642-1655. That's 323-642-1655. Call in now. We want to remind you that from the very beginning that all of our broadcasts and our entire network has been dedicated to keeping the memory of Mayor Harold Washington on the minds and in the hearts of our people. How do you remember Harold Washington? First, because Chicago's Black Business Radio Network is a division of a business-based organization. We want to give a shout-out to some local business owners. Located in the Wild District at 2418 West North Avenue in Chicago, and Orange Moon in Chicagoland's Vintage Interior Furnishings and Design Center, Ty and Leah McDaniel have wowed Chicagoland for the past decade. Check out the art at www.orangemoon.com. Sign up for the state sale notices at anorangemoon.com. Also, absolutely anything essential is unique and the brainchild of writer, actress, and producer Kenya Renee. Located at 3514 South King Drive, this charming incubator space provides unique products and services crafted and facilitated by about 30 artisans. It's where you'll find anything essential. Visit them at www.absolutelyanythingessential.com. That's absolutelyanythingessential.com. Tell them you heard it on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Good morning, listeners. Good morning. In this segment of our Conversations Matters, I am Dr. Davida Francois of the Core Moxie Show. We have another treat for you today. As you know, I am committed to bringing you something more to consider. In hopes, and this is in hopes that we'll all at some point identify our own core moxie. Today, I want to talk a bit about arts in the communities. Better than that, as a self-described practicing theorist, I know when to stay in my lane and bring forth the pra- those who practice, but their practice is also parallel to their theoretical knowledge. With that said, As promised, I'd be bringing you um, the subject matter experts and those who are considered uh, well-studied in their respective areas. So this morning, we have with us Dr. Jacqueline Samuel, who is a community psychologist and and the founder of Emergent Arts, a nonprofit organization that specializes in community engagement and in both community engagement and development through the arts. She is also faculty and program director for the Master of Public Art 
public administrations program at National Lewis University. Emergent Arts is currently working with the South Suburban Safe and Thriving Communities Collaborative in Harvey, Robbins, and Ford Heights, Illinois, where community uses creative solutions to reduce violence in those particular communities. She's received awards such as the REACH Awards from National Lewis University, the Courage Award from the Ann and Robert E. Lurie Children's Hospital, and the CAPS Award from the Chicago Police Department, 4th District area, for her service with youth in the community. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Samuel to our Core Moxie show, where our conversations matter and we keep it Moxie 100. Good morning, Dr. Samuel. Well, good morning, Dr. Francois, and thank you so much for having me on your show today. Dr. Samuel, well, I'm glad you were able to join us. Um, I'd like to see, um, well, I know that, that I've read, and I see that you not only have extensive experience in the arts, but working in communities. Uh, I read I read somewhere that uh, that emergent arts uses an arts integration approach where it passes its purpose and touches the soul of participants, and not only brings them joy and a sense of belonging in, in the communities, but also enlightenment. Can you tell us what is arts integration? Oh well, you know, using the arts or the arts process is to um, engage communities to enlighten them. Um, to teach or promote information in a creative way. I, I started off doing it in the schools. Um, I mean, one of my um, favorite moments when I did it in the schools, I was working with a biology teacher, and I was using the theater process of mute movement to teach the digestive system. And the students would learn about the the digestive system, and when I came in, they would tell me what they learned, and I would have them, you know, act it out through theater movement, and to the point where when we finished the whole digestive system, we actually enacted it in the hallways of the school, and I realized that using that art process, you can do this in communities, whether it's art in its purest state or using a process of the art making, you know. Hmm. I was going to ask you, um, can you give us some examples of uh, some of your work in the community? But well, besides, um, the, you know, that that in the classroom, some of your other work in the community using arts. Well, well, you know, sometimes I've, I've been in these positions where I've been able to leverage funding for community engagement activities in communities, and um, this is to give youth in underserved communities, you know, alternatives from hanging out in the streets. So the one thing that is special about the arts is that when you experience it, you'll never forget that experience, and it creates a sense of belonging, and and it builds relationships, and it creates a a sense of pride, you know, among community members. So um, it's sort of a way of strengthening, you know, the village. So I partnered one time with um, a safety program at the YMCA, and we worked with the youth that had been hanging out in the streets, and we wanted to kind of document them telling their stories. 
And it was such an, a powerful experience that it really gave voice to youth who probably felt like they've never been listened to. And so we started creating an opportunity for them to take those stories and share them with the community and audiences. And over time, you started seeing these kids change. They were starting to mature. They were feeling very proud and prideful of themselves and who they are. And um, it it became a, a program that continues to this day Um, They invite other community members to tell their stories and document them and record them. Um, I've even had the opportunity to even bring some of the students that they they worked with. And I I call them students, but they were really, you know, kids from the community. In fact, one was a um, member of a street gang, and um, he, he, he honestly said he started the program because there was food provided. But after, the, after being there, he started enjoying the process and telling his stories. And he stopped hanging out in the streets. And, you know, and he welcomed it. And, he, you know, he, later he found a job. And these are the kind of things that you, you want to do. You want to find ways to engage youth that are not always um, able to get the resources that, you know, they should in their communities. Mm-hmm. Well, do you do some of this work with the adults as well? Because you speak a lot of youth, I, but how about adults? Yes, definitely. So I've I've done this process with families. Um, one of my um, favorite artists, sometimes I, I will bring other artists in, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean I have to create the art, even though I have a theater a background, but I'll bring other artists in. So one of the artists that I've worked with is um, Bernard Williams. He's actually an international artist. Um, If you're in Chicago, you'll see his work. If you ever drive down to Dan Ryan and you see the circular um, emblems on the Dan Ryan, he made that art with youth. Well, he also does this, he has these great paintings that he's painted of black cowboys. So, you know, one day I told Bernard, I'm like, Bernard, I've got to get an exhibit of your artwork, you know, in the community on the west side of Chicago. And he was like, sure, fine. So he had these wonderful pieces of art that he painted of Native Americans and black cowboys. And ironically, I knew this um, coalition of black cowboys in the city of Chicago. You see them all the time. They're usually they're riding their horses in the parades, and they meet all over the city. And you can go to their ranches and ride horses. Then I find some um, some black square dancers. So I bring them all to the exhibit for Bernard. The, the square dancers danced a circle around Bernard. The black cowboys brought ponies and gave rides to the children, and the families came, and they had an opportunity to meet the artists that painted these fabulous paintings. And at the very end of that project, there's a 13-year-old boy that's just standing there, and he's just staring at Bernard's work in awe. And I'm like, that's what you, that's what we want. We, you know, we want our families to be engaged because at the end of the day, you know, 
people are not necessarily thinking about experiencing art. You know, they want to put a roof over their head, food on the table, and make sure that their children and their families are safe. And so when you can provide opportunities like that for families to come and enjoy an artist and and learn different things on different levels, then you're finding a way to um, make people feel like they belong to the community. You're you're making people feel better about themselves, and you're creating a, a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you've sort of answered my next question for you, but uh, oh. I was going to ask you, well, I mean, I'm sure you can elaborate a little more. Um, how do you know when you've been successful, and what are some of your bench- benchmarks? Well, I, you know, sometimes I call them epiphany moments. <laughs> and it's okay, the moment, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like this moment when this creative spectacle is happening and all of a sudden you see exactly what you're, you're looking for, and that's this true engagement. You know, um, I remember – there was this time when um, Columbia College used to have this program called Dance Africa, and I was able to bring in these African dancers um, to the west side of Chicago, and they were dancing and drumming, and all of a sudden, you know, one of the drummers said, you know, anybody want to come up and dance? And these little kids ran up to me, and they're like, Miss Jackie, Miss Jackie, can we go up there? And I'm like, Sure. And they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And the next thing I know, all the kids ran up to the stage and the families and the parents were all in The whole room was just gyrating with joy. And I'm like, that's it. That's what we want. We want, we want to engage people. We want to get people out of their worries, get rid of that stress for just a moment and enjoy each other. And, that, and those are what I call my epiphany moments, and I always look for them whenever I do an event. Hmm. Okay. So that's interesting because I, um, I didn't even realize that Dance Africa didn't exist anymore. Or, I, yeah. I thought it was just because I, I couldn't afford to buy any more tickets, but, no. but I didn't know it didn't exist. <laughs> I think it still does, but I don't think they have it here in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. I think it does still exist, yes. Okay. Well, you're listening to Cora Moxie with Dr. Danita Francois on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. You can visit us at chicagoblackbusinessradionetwork.com to listen at any time. I want to go back into, uh, I'm, we're here with uh, Dr. Jacqueline Samuel, and she she's an art, well, not an art therapist, but a community psychologist, and, um, and she's the founder of Emerge in Arts. So we'd like to talk a little bit more about arts integration, which is a new term for me. So, um, Dr. Samuel, my next question for you, now that spring is in the air, and usually as we see a spike in youth violence, what are we missing? Um, Why can't we control, you know, the escalation of violence in Chicago in particular? Any suggestions on how you think the the new mayor should respond to Chicago violence? Wow. Well, you know, that's the million-dollar question there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) You know, it you know, it really is a multi layer answer. 
you know, it's, it's not just about, you know, policing either. You know, we need to be more engaged, you know, with our youth. We need to become active listeners with our youth, you know, understanding that mentoring with them is not just telling them what to do. It's about mutual respect and, and sharing. And, you know, the arts can do that. You know, it, it can possibly be the opportunity to maybe take some youth to go see a play or to go see a dance or to engage them in the art-making process because those are experiences that, you know, they never forget. And so you want to think about how do you engage in youth. And what I did hear is that, you know, our mayor-elect is bringing youth to the table. So I really think that's a wonderful first step, and I really can't wait to see, you know, like how that will evolve over time and to see what the youth are going to say in the future, you know. But there's also, you know, underlooked groups that can also provide engagement in communities, and that's a block club, you know, you know, they watch these kids grow up. They know who these kids are. I remember talking to um, this black club member, and she said she put a sign on her in front on her lawn, and it said, "When you pass my grass, pull up your pants." It's you know the kids <laughs> get upset when they see it, but they will pull up their pants out of respect, you know, for her. But mm-hmm. these black clubs, they know, and I'm I'm not talking about just giving like a block party. You know, there are so many different things that block clubs can do. They they know their community. They they know their elected officials. They know how to get things done. They know how to get the sidewalks fixed, those alleys paved. Utilize those block clubs to help in the development of, of the kids because most of them that are in these block clubs are retired and they're seniors and they have a life experience they're willing to share. So, you know, we have to think about that, too, you know. And then, you know, so like I said, you know, the mayor's going to naturally have to think in multi-layers, you know, in terms of the teachers. You know, that's going to be important, too, because I don't think the teachers are getting the support that they need. And, you know, youth will divulge all kinds of things to teachers. And if teachers don't have that support that they need, then it becomes a problem. You know, we need more counselors in the schools. We need more health professionals, you know, in the schools. You know, and then if you don't do it, then it becomes taxing on those teachers, and then they're dealing with high issues of stress and toxic stress from working with youth that are going through so many different types of traumas today, you know. And so you really want these teachers to... Uh, be supported in their activities, or what's going to happen? They're going to start calling in sick, you know, or they'll leave the teaching profession, you know, and all. I mean, there used to be a time when teachers were the highest respected individuals in the community, and I feel like we really need to get back to that. You know, you just brought something to mind. I I remember... um this was some years ago when I used to substitute teach and I but I before then I didn't know a lot of the children in the neighborhood. I didn't know I didn't know the families on the block. So when I mm-hmm. began to substitute teach and I'll make this short, but when I began to substitute teach it gave me the opportunity to know the children because they mm-hmm. saw me on the block but they didn't know if they should speak to that lady down there. 
you know. But mm-hmm. when I but when I met them in the classroom, I got to know mm-hmm. the children. The children went home and basically told their parents, "Oh, she's okay," you know, you know, because <laughs> for some reason, I mean, for some reason there was this kind of divide just on the block, depending on mm-hmm. you know what house you lived in. If you lived mm-hmm. in, if you were renting. If you were an owner, if you were in public housing, because we have it all on our on our block, you know That's there was right. there was a divide, and, and it was just unbelievable. Up to you, but once I began to substitute, I got to know the the children in the you know in by way of school. I also got to know the parents, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, you you bring up. I mean, when you talk about it being multi-layered, yeah, you're you're right. Um, the mayor does it a lot on her on her hands, and that's well, why we call really, you the subject matter expert on this issue. <laughs> well, you know, you're, 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 you're really you're absolutely right, and and that sort of even brings in the parents and the families. You know, you know, this is where it gets really political. You know, there's so many policies that are disruptive to the sustainability of the family, you know. And, you know, again, with welfare not being supportive of the father in the home, all the way to government laws that boot cars for three tickets, you know. And it's like Mm -hmm. I I just hope that our new mayor really takes a look at the governance, such as laws like the vehicle laws, the taxes, these things that really deepens poverty, you know. Right. And we, we we just... Yes, yes, yes. And we just you know, um we we you know, we want we wanna we want them to really look at, you know, either these arrests, the fines or the fees, you know, that happens to these oppressed populations in our city, you know. You know, especially at a minimum, you know, wage where figures are at Right now, you know, we we have to be able to to answer, you know, to the repercussions of all these laws that we've made. That's made it so difficult to 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 raise a family. You know, you know, it's, right. it's just it's really hard. It's really hard. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Chicago police. What about mm-hmm. the police department? <laughs> what, in your your opinion? Um, it's because there's this ongoing debate about whether the mayor, the new mayor, should seek a new superintendent or Chicago, or should we be hiring more Chicago police officers? What do you think? Well, yeah, that you know, and that that's another you know hard question. You know, I believe the best thing that a new mayor could do is to really assess the situation before making that big decision. You know, government always looks, you know you know, different from the outside until you get in it, you know, and then you see <laughs> why certain decisions have been made, you know. I remember when um, Mayor Emanuel was elected and during his campaign he promised a new superintendent. You know, they all do. You know, everyone has that, you know, I'm going to bring in a superintendent who's going to save the world, you know. And, you know, I always felt that, you know, he weighed a little too heavily on keeping his promise rather than seeing if, it was the real right thing to do. And at the time, it was Superintendent Weiss. And, um, you know, he was the superintendent. And he was, unfortunately, he was making progress right as Rom became mayor. And, you know, we were starting to see a difference on the streets. And I only speak to that because, 
you know, at that time I was um, I had just started running a ceasefire program, and so I was doing a lot of um, violence prevention programs, and we were, you know, really seeing, you know, opportunities where crime was really starting to go down, you know, somewhat. And so, you know, the elected officials, you know, you do this all the time, they make that promise, but instead of saying, I assessed the situation and decided that the better option might be to keep this person for this period, you know, I think that is really the best way to do it. I mean, you know, I think Trump is probably the best example of, you know, trying to keep promises when they're not always necessary. You know, like he just won't <laughs> give up on this wall. You know, and it's like he'd probably get more respect if he gave up on the wall than to keep trying to force it down everybody's throat. You know, and it's like, and I get they want to get elected and they think that, you know, and it could be at that time that could be what's needed. But you really won't know until you get in there. So I, I hope there's a wait-and-see moment so we can see if those right decisions are being made. Okay. You're listening to Core Moxie with Dr. Davida Francois on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Visit us at chicagoblackbusinessradionetwork.com, and you, there you can listen to us at any time. So Dr. Samuel, uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that uh, that maybe our audience has not heard? Uh, remember, we're listened to all over the world, even though we're based right here in <laughs> Chicago. And to, and tell us um, the other thing is tell us how you can be reached. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, let me start with how I can be reached. <laughs> um, if you want to reach me, all you have to do is email me at j samuel j S-A-M-U-E-L at N-L dot E-D-U. And, um, well, I think the deepest message that really needs to go to all citizens is to be engaged. I think that's the, the most important thing that you can really do as a citizen. You know, and I know that we're all busy and we're working and, you know, it's really hard, but just pick one community meeting to be a part of, you know. Um, you know, if you're alderman, you know, if you have aldermen and they have meetings, attend that. You know, police department. They In Chicago, they have CAPS meetings. You know, go attend that so you can find out what's going on in your community. You know, um, in the courts, they need advocates, you know. Um, the school councils, you know, or attend a city hearing to see some of the things that are really happening. You you don't have to do it all, you know. You know, don't come to, you know, to the table after the decisions are being made. Be at the table now. That That is, to me, like the, the biggest message. You know, what did they say in the, um, the Hamilton um, musical, Be Where It Happens? You know, do let people, okay. you know, do let people you know you know you know don't let people tell you you know what's going on research and find out for yourself because if you don't you know you will find yourself voting for someone else's self-interest and it's not your own i think that's the best message i can ever give people is to be engaged be engaged be well, at the table well 
Well, you just introduced us to something called art integration. And so hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, there's some elected officials that's listening to that and they'll somehow put it into our city budget so that there are some art integration programs out there that can receive adequate funding and perhaps that will help uh with some of the some of the violence that's occurring in the city. Well that, that I'd like to thank that go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying that would be wonderful. <laughs> well I'd like to thank Dr. Samuel for joining us on Core Moxie show, on the show on the Core Moxie show. Our next show, Turner, about tax preparation, now that this tax season is somewhat over, and we'll look at how we all fared during this current season. So tune in every Monday, every other Monday at 11 a.m., where we hope to be keeping it, or we hope and we will be keeping it Moxie 100. You've been listening to Core Moxie. Join us for our next show again with Dr. I mean with uh, David Turner, CPA, about tax preparation. And I want to thank Dr. Jacqueline Samuel, subject matter expert in the areas of art integration with com- in uh, community development and engagement. And thank you. this will be – go ahead. I'm sorry? No, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, no problem. And hopefully you'll be coming back to visit us at another time and let us know about some of the other pro- projects that you've been working on. Thank you. Okay. And there you have it from the Core Moxie Show with Dr. Davida Francois.